0: Episode number 324, Highlights from Salt 21, Part 2. Let's do it.
1: This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions,
2: and more. This is Making Sunday Happen.
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for hanging out this week. This is episode number 324 of our show. We are recording this episode on location at SALT 21 in Nashville. We've had a blast meeting you. Uh, if you've been here at SALT this week and come by our booth, thank you so much. We love hearing what God is doing at your church. We love uh, hearing your struggles and your celebrations and all of that uh, and uh, and how uh, we can serve you and how we can partner in ministry together. Uh, that is our heart uh, at 1230 Media is to help you make Sunday happen with media content and training. So if you've been here at SALT in Nashville, uh, thank you so much for coming by and and saying hello. Uh, If you didn't, sorry, we missed you. Uh, But I know that SALT, uh, Luke and the SALT team uh, have done an incredible job this week. I know that you've learned a lot uh, from the main stage speakers as well as the workshops. uh, And we've seen some incredible uh, vendors uh, this week as well. Uh, So we're going to be sharing some additional interviews that we did uh, here at SALT uh, 21 this week. This will be our final week uh, here at SALT. If you missed last week, uh, be sure to jump back one episode, episode number 323, and catch those interviews last week that we did. All right, so we're going to jump right into our interviews uh, for this week right after this. Check this out. I'm a worship leader, and I love MediaShout 7 church presentation software. Why? It's important that people participate in church, and MediaShout 7 encourages that by giving them lyrics, scripture, sermon points, and more, on screen, presented professionally and effortlessly. It's a breeze, in fact. If you can spare about 15 minutes a week and find someone who can hit the space bar to follow along in worship, boom, you're going to love MediaShout 7 just like me. Try it yourself right now with the free trial download at mediashout.com trial. Hey guys, I'm hanging out with my friend Terrell. Yes, sir. Terrell, I butchered your first name, your last name, (laughs) and we just became friends a couple weeks ago, so I'm already just like tearing it up. Dude, you're so good. Terrible friend. You're so fine. (laughs) So So the double L's is a Y. Yep. Padilla. Padilla. Boom. I'm there. There we go. All right. So you're leading worship here at Salt 21. Uh, One thing I love, you also work for Worship Together, right? Yep. Uh, So one thing I love about uh, what you do as a worship leader is you focus a lot on pastoring your people. That it's not just, I'm leading songs, I'm doing a set list, and I'm out. Totally. Like uh, you're really focusing on how do I pastor my people well. Yep. You want to hit on some of that?
3: Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's a big part. Like you mentioned Worship Together. big part of the resource is if you go to worshiptogether.com, our goal is to just provide resources so that you as a worship pastor can pastor. Your day is not filled up by writing your own chord charts and figuring out your songs and all of that. Like you can go to a spot and then you can pastor. And for me, I think there's such a big... Jump between being a song leader and being a worship pastor, and a lot of that is just like it comes from the heart. Yeah. You know, I, there's a lot of people that have the title worship pastor, but um, at the end of the day, they might just be leading songs. Right. Um, so my encouragement really to pastors or to worship pastors is: How are you shepherding your people um, on Sunday? How are you shepherding your team? If right. we get so bogged down on like the logistics of worship, yeah. we're gonna miss pastoring the five or 10 or 20 people that are on our worship team. And if we miss that, we're going to miss being able to pastor the people that are in our church. One of the things that I love the most about, um, leading worship is that I get the ability to get someone to sing scripture over themselves because most people like Monday through Saturday, they're not doing that. There's so much negative self-talk that's going on. There's so much that you're worried about and frustrated about and thinking about. People aren't really getting a chance to speak scripture over themselves. So if I can get you to start to sing, I'm not up there to do a show. If I can get you to sing with me and start to speak biblical truths over your life, I think for me, that's a huge win.
0: So what does that look like pa- pastoring one in your worship team we can hit on that and then pastor in your church does that that doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to take a bunch of time in the worship set and preach my pastor's sermon before he gets up there, yeah right? okay so totally. walk me through both of those things
3: yeah that's great man Past- okay so just like i think the foundation is that pastoring is about people it's not about preaching Yep. pastoring is 100 about relationship you know i was telling a friend just yesterday out of all the messages that I've preached, I couldn't tell you one of them, right now off the top of my head. Yeah. And in fact, I've talked to people that um, yeah, but you can remember our people. relationship, but yeah, we've had a great impact on each other. Yeah. We're not talking about, oh, remember that one message that was so great. They're impacting, I don't wanna yeah. downplay that at all but what people remember is they remember relationship. And so if I don't know my people, if I've got green room culture and I'm just hanging out backstage and then show up to lead worship, if I don't know my people, I'm not gonna know what they're going through. But if I walk out in the lobby and I'm having a conversation with this person, this person, this person, guess what, I'm gonna actually realize there's a pulse that's happening in, in my church. Yeah. There's there's something that's going on in the community that I'm in. And I have the ability now to craft the songs that we do on Sunday yeah. to that specific point. I don't have to preach. It doesn't have to be long. It can fit in whatever your pastor wants you to fit it in. Yeah. But now I know the people that I'm leading.
0: Man, you hit on something so good uh, that I think worship leaders can face is that um, because they're on stage, because they're seen, because they can be popular people know who they are they know their name there can be an easy sense of a rock star mentality yeah. <laughs> or a green room mentality like you yeah. were saying i'm gonna hide in the green room and you know kind of uh, have my my group with me uh, and not get out and pastor people i think that's so important give me some ways as a worship leader that i cannot get sucked into that
3: oh that's great man well i've got a friend that um she said because you, you look at like famous, it's so funny to say famous worship leaders. Yeah. But she said, you know, if you if you start reading in the Bible, like God never intended for anyone to be famous except for him. Right. And so we live in that weird line of like, I'm on a stage, but it's actually all to glorify him. Yeah. And so I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to the heart. You know, there's a lot of practical things you can do, but I think the biggest thing that you can do when you get off stage Um, on a Sunday morning is go, did I get them to sing with me? Did I, did I help facilitate that? Or was it about, you know, the show and you can check your heart when you get off. If you're constantly thinking like, Oh, I could have played that better. Mm -hmm. I could have sung that better. I was a little pitchy here. We get so stuck on ourselves rather than like you get off and like, Man, it may not have been perfect. That's right. fine, but we got to glorify God, right?
0: Did did, did right, and did people connect with with Jesus? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So before it rains all over us <laughs> yeah. out here, let's hit on one more thing. Yeah. Uh, generational worship. So one thing that you're big on is yeah making sure, and you do a lot with worship together, kids. Yep. Uh, and so in in the day job, but tell me, ch- church related, how do you make sure that I minister to adults, teenagers, kids? Yeah. And that it. Man, I mean,
3: a big thing that we say at our church, and I think a lot of churches have adopted this phrase, too. There is no junior Holy Spirit. I Ooh, think that's, that's such good, a man. such a cool phrase to, to think of, because I think we we set these limits. You know, yeah. in fact, I had someone tell me the other day we were talking about kids getting saved and they said, well, you know, five year old or six year old, like they don't really have an understanding of salvation. So that really they need to wait till they're older. And I thought. How silly that I think as a 35 year old man that I have an understanding of salvation. Right. That's the greatest right. miracle of all right. time. Right. And all of us are like children at the feet of Jesus. And so if we start to realize like, man, all of us really don't have a clue. Yeah. And Holy Spirit is not waiting for a kid to become a certain age, mm-hmm. for him to speak um, to them, for them to yeah. be able to reach out and pray for their friends and yeah. ask God for healing and love the people around them. Yeah. As soon as we realize that, now all of a sudden, when we pastor those kids, when we're leading worship for those kids, it is just as important if not more important than for mom and dad because we're getting to shape the foundation that these kids are standing on
0: yeah well man thanks so much for your time buddy I really appreciate it yeah thanks Carl well tis the season everybody Merry Christmas we are now taking orders for custom Christmas projects for your Christmas worship experiences over the years we've produced countless lyric videos service openers scripture videos story videos christmas series and social graphics and more for ministries and churches just like yours we've already produced dozens of custom projects for churches and ministries for this year and we would love to serve you and your church our team is growing and is ready to take on your unique christmas project don't wait too long go ahead and get your custom christmas project in the works just go to one two three zero dot media slash custom to get started one two three zero dot media slash custom hey guys i'm hanging with my buddy luke miller from worship house all right man so uh what is the content so first of all tell us what you do at worship house and then i want to get into more like the trends that you're seeing uh, with pastors and leaders guys pulling media down. What are you seeing uh, as the trends right now?
1: Yeah, so I'm Luke Miller I'm the director of worship house media um, and I've been with worship house media since really the early days So we're we're a pretty small team uh, You know, you you'd hear about some of these websites sometimes you think there's some massive organization somewhere Just a handful of us. We all do a little bit right. of everything right. My um,
0: marketing department's making me a sandwich. Hang on. Just one yeah, second I exactly. got okay, okay. uh, Catering no, I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. uh, so um, Anyway. Yeah. So we, we serve pastors and churches through media. Um, so we, we work with about hundred, uh, 200 active um, independent producers all over the country and all over the world yeah. who are creating content, um, and then aggregating that through us uh, so that we can make sure that no matter what kind of church you're at, no matter what your style is, what your vibe is, what um, your pews look like, or your chairs look like, that we've got something for you. So tell me how that,
0: uh, maybe people don't, uh, understand that you're part of Salem. Mm-hmm. So kind of tell me how the structure works.
1: Yeah, so we operate as kind of an independent little um, uh, operation within Salem. Salem is a, a big company. We've got radio stations all around the country, yeah. a lot of websites, Crosswalk, GodTube, OnePlace, um, and then of course there's the the church media side. So we we have a little division of church resources like church staffing, uh, Worship House Media, Shift Worship, uh, a lot of places where we are, we are intentionally serving pastors and churches.
0: Yeah, all right, so let's get into trends. What are you seeing right now as the media that pastors and leaders are picking up?
1: Yeah, man, that's a that's a really good question because there are so many different tastes and so many different levels, but we're we're seeing kind of a resurgence of live action content. Uh, that is something that, you know, for a long time, live action was the name of the game. That's before all of these software programs came out that made stuff like After Effects and, um, you know, f- all the design stuff and all of the, uh, the the motion graphic stuff. Before that became kind of ubiquitous, um, people were going out and shooting stuff with a camera. And so we're starting to see that come back into vogue. It seems like every time someone creates something um, where they're pointing a camera at a real human, uh, churches just jump at it.
0: And that's more mini movies. And I know like the Skit Guys is one of your producers, like fo- like folks like that that yeah. shoot uh-huh. stuff, yeah, stuff absolutely. like that. Um, yeah, so that's
1: we're mainly talking about mini movies there. Yeah. Um, On the countdown side, one thing that we're really seeing is um, interactive-type countdowns with trivia, uh, questions, quotes, Bible verses, Um, and I think that that's a result of kind of the hybrid church environment that we find ourselves in where a lot of churches now are not just catering to the people who are sitting in the pews on Sunday morning, um, but are also catering to the online viewers, and so that's something to kind of keep them engaged while they're countdown. I was going to say
0: that makes a good point with countdowns especially. Because in the room, a countdown, just the clock on the screen, is fine because I'm interacting with people and whatever. Yeah. But online, I need something to to hold me a little bit a little bit more yeah uh all right so uh you also have i want to hit on this because uh we we have a great partnership together we love creating media content that we put on worship house uh and you guys also have worship house kids and children's ministry deals yeah that's right Uh, so we serve a lot in the kids space making content uh for you guys and then on our own that we put on the worship house kids site tell me a little bit about those two arenas. Yeah. So we started Worship House Kids um, back in the
1: late 2000s. Um, and when we originally started, we kind of just like copied and pasted Worship House media. Right. Um, so we had many movies and backgrounds and that sort of thing. And it never really kind of took off. Um, until we kind of found a, a sweet spot. So we work with Yancy, um, who's a, a great children's ministry leader and, yeah. and does a lot of great musical content. And she started making these lyric videos yeah. and they just blew up. And we realized that's actually what churches are looking for, yeah. what children's ministries are looking for. So it. Yeah. It almost took a life of its own at that point um, and yeah. so we've seen lyric videos we've seen um, games in particular yeah. where yeah. Uh, you know a lot of them are, are goofy silly games yeah. you know um, we've got some producers that will do like what what bowl is the dog gonna eat from or yeah. um, which sloth is gonna win the race or yeah. you know that's kind of goofy stuff but it's really great to kind of help get the wiggles out for kids and, and get them kind of calmed down and yeah. children's ministry deals is our curriculum site yeah. uh, and so you know we we do mostly PD uh, curriculum. Uh, you can actually get it printed now. It's something we've, we've kind of recently introduced. But uh, the idea is to be a low cost curriculum resource for, for smaller churches. Yeah. Um, and so you can come and get that stuff. But we've in the last couple of years because of COVID and because of social distancing and people going online with their kids stuff, uh, we've started doing some video resources as well.
0: So I love our partnership again, because it's so interesting like Yancey uh, and Seeds Family Worship doorpost songs uh and others uh come to us to make the the lyric videos and then we push them out through worship house kids so it's it's an honor for us to see to go and worship house kids uh and see how you guys are are uh using that as a vehicle to get it out yeah um and just seeing what the lord is doing with that how it's so humbling to us to see that how how does that hit you yeah knowing that the resources are using are being used all over the world
1: man so first of all we're super grateful for all of our independent producers i mean I, I, we would not be who we are if it was, if it wasn't for all the people who were um, responding to god's calling on their life and 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 stepping into their gifting and their talent and and yeah. making the stuff that we can distribute yeah. um, so we're super grateful for teams like yours who are creating this content that we can then push out one of the things that's really cool that, that I think about a lot is you know, we, we might have a video that sells a thousand times, a couple thousand times, and, and so that seems like kind of a small number, but if the average church is 200 people and a video sells uh, a thousand times, that's 200,000 people. Right. Were impacted by that, and right. you know, honestly, one of the things I tell some producers at times, they'll have a video that that sells maybe just a handful of times or something. It was a very specific message right. for a specific time, and um, you know, I'm like, man, that's still a thousand people that were yeah. impacted by that video resource yeah. that you created. Well, you so.
0: you think about it that the average church size is hundred, two hundred people, yeah. maybe, so to. To realize that you're making content that goes to ten times that, twenty times that, yeah. uh, it is is really humbling. So I would say that to to content creators, like what you're what you're doing in your office that you think has no impact, or you know, messing with keyframes and making sure that they're right, or getting that shot right, like it matters and yeah. it's making an impact through through what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're leading a workshop here at Salt uh-huh. uh, on worship planning, uh-huh. uh, or leading a panel rather so talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing uh there how can i plan my worship better
1: yeah so it's really cool we've got two people on the panel megan watson uh who is with pro church media and shiftworship.com and then we have a guy named joey santos and joey santos is a global integrations pastor at a church in ohio Um, but really they're doing more outside of their church walls through their online ministry than they're actually doing at their church which is just Incredible to see, but we're going to talk about um, how it is that that the service planning component, um, both in terms of systems and volunteers needed, uh, but also in terms of what kind of content is needed, has really shifted uh, as more and more churches are trying out an online or a hybrid model. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's really interesting. You know, I think that that during COVID, you know, everybody went to online, yep. um, and that was just kind of like that's what we had to do, right? Um, and then everybody came back, you know, uh, now I think most churches in the West are able to meet in person again. Um, and so almost everybody's back now. And so some churches have said, okay, well, great, online's done, let's, let's yeah. just put that back on the shelf. No. Um, and there's a lot of churches that have said, well, look, we've been able to reach so many people right. that we weren't able to reach before um, by doing kind of this hybrid model. And so right. we're gonna be talking about what that looks like and um, you know, kind, of, uh, kind of some of
0: the trends that we're seeing there. So my, I'll give you my opinion and then you, you speak to it. My opinion is kind of a both both and. Yeah. I don't really want churches to, I mean, we've, we've reached so many people. I don't really want them to stop the online. Uh, but I also don't want people to use online as an excuse to not go to church. Yeah. So I'm kind of very much in a both and camp where I'll, I wanna make both excellent. Yeah. You know, Let's take our online worship experience to 2.0 and really be intentional about reaching that audience Yeah. Um, for the folks who either are not comfortable coming back or shut in or whatever that might look like uh, and also make a great physical environment. So both in. Yeah. what's yeah. your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, well, I think that if you're looking at online church as a way to serve people who used to go to your church who don't anymore, or to serve people who could come to your church but don't want to, then I think you're kind of looking at it wrong. Uh, But I think if you look at it as, there are a lot of people out there that aren't gonna come to your church. I just heard a stat today that um, a third of the US population, because of the timing and the location of a lot of our churches, a third of the US population can't go to church on Sunday. They're policemen or firemen or first responders or doctors or- Like that one. Like this guy, he can't do it. Uh, but, you know, like work in a they, they work in a grocery store or yeah. something. And so they've got to work shifts on Sunday mornings. They're not going to be able to come to your church if you just have a Sunday morning service. So if you look at online as a mission field, if you look at online yeah. as an outreach, a way to get people who can't come to your traditional services, and if you're doing it right, where you're actually engaging people, you're creating community, right. you're forming relationships, right. uh, then, then I think it's, it's here to stay. And I think that that's the right yes. way to look at it. Not as, is this going to make my people not come to church? Correct. But look at this as like, almost like sending a missionary to Africa. We're uh, sending a missionary right. to South America or something. This is a this is an opportunity for you to go out into the world, into the digital world,
0: um, and bring people in. That's a great way to, to, to put it. All right, so give me one last kind of encouragement to churches uh, to use media content. What do you see as the value of using media content in their worship experiences?
1: Yeah, I, so one of the things that I talk a lot about um, when I do workshops and whatever is um, that, that church media should be a lot like cat burglary. Um, so bear with me here for a okay. second. All right. If somebody breaks into my house reason. and they steal all my jewelry, when I come home, if they're a really good cat burglar, I'll have no idea that they were there. They came in, they opened a window, they crawled in, they left no trace. And I think that's the way church media should be. We should be using media in such a way that it enhances the worship experience. It draws people deeper into worship. It helps communicate the message, the sermon uh, a lot better. It, it, it enriches the community that's being built, um, engages people, but where it's not really noticeable, you know, where, where people don't get in the car and be like, man, did you see that awesome video? But rather they talk about how their life was just changed in service. So I think that media has a real way of, of, of deepening that experience for people, of drawing people into worship, uh, making the, the points of the sermon stand out more, making the message of the sermon stand out more. Um, and I think that's really great. I think the, the key to church media is doing it in a way that does all that without people getting in the car and talking about, hey, did you see that cool light show? <laughs> did you right. see those cool graphics? Right, um, right. But that their life has changed.
0: So you're, you're encouraging people to be a thief. That's right. Like, uh, uh, that's to right. steal, I think is where we're. Please don't show this in evidence. <laughs> that was that was not my intent. I'm just kidding. Thanks so much for the time,
2: man. Yeah, really right.
1: appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.
2: You've got a dedicated team of singers, instrumentalists and technicians, a team all working together to help our church congregation worship God through singing. We believe this gathering together and singing songs to show the worth or worship God is an incredibly important activity. A lot of effort goes into it, a lot of work, a lot of expense. But of all the people who are involved in that team, which individual, which single role do you think has the most impact on the overall success or failure of what we're trying to do? Do you think maybe it's the person we call the worship leader? Maybe you think it's the audio engineer? Perhaps you think it's the drummer? Well, from my perspective, I believe that the one role, the one person, the one member of our team that has the most influence on the overall success or failure of everything we're trying to do here is the person responsible for projecting the lyrics. That's right. You know, if the, if the lyrics aren't working, if, if the lyrics aren't matching what we're singing from the platform, people are lost. People in the congregation struggle to connect. And it's a, a bit of a tragedy to me that so little influence and so little emphasis is put on that role. Let's make sure that person knows that they are an incredibly important part of our team. Let's make sure they have an opportunity to be familiar with the songs before the Sunday service, that they are there at rehearsal, getting used to the changes. Let's make sure that the lyrics, while we want them to be attractive, are first and foremost readable. And let's make sure that our projectionist knows how to follow the changes in the song, knows whether we're gonna repeat that chorus or not, knows whether we're going to the bridge and has perfected that delicate art of changing the lyrics Not too soon and not too late. Absolutely. The person with the greatest influence on the overall success or failure of everything we're trying to do is that projectionist. Let's make sure that we put the right emphasis on that role. My name's Grant Norsworthy from More Than Music Mentor. I'm providing online and on-site training for the heart and the art of worshipping musicians. Find out more at morethanmusicmentor.com. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com.
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for hanging out this week. It really is a team effort to put on Uh, this podcast to produce it each and every week. This week, I want to thank my friend Christian Jones for being behind the lens. Uh, Also, our show is edited by AJ Schubert. Uh, It is posted and distributed by Daniel Stevanis with social media content and distribution by Jordan Crawford, Jason Bozeman, and Steve Dirks. So thank you guys so much for hanging out. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week.
1: Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.